Welcome to the Patient Flow Podcast, powered by Teletracking. On today's episode, Teletracking Clinical Advisor and Nurse of 30-plus years, Maria Romano, introduces us to Kim Jefferson, the recipient of the second annual DAISY Award for Extraordinary Nurse in Patient Flow. Kim works for the Swedish Medical Center in Inglewood, Colorado. She was recently honored at Teletracking's client conference, where Maria took a few minutes to chat with her about her passion for patient flow. I'm actually a Colorado native, born and raised in Colorado, went to nursing school in Colorado as well. Went to nursing school right out of, uh, out of high school, started nursing in 1981, and I actually started nursing at a sister facility that is affiliated with um, the hospital that I work at now. So I was there like 16 years, um, mostly did orthopedics, um, was my background for uh, floor nursing, and then I did some management. And then I moved on to, did home care for a couple of years, which I really enjoyed. And then after that, I went to work for another competitor, level one trauma center in the Denver area. And I was there almost 11 years, and then the most of the management team, the division that I was in or the level that I was in got laid off. So at that time I started my master's. So I got um, at least my foot in the door getting my master's in health service administration from Regis University. And then I started at Swedish in about nine, it'll be nine years next month. Kind of what I'm doing now, but it, it was a brand new position um, as a bed management coordinator and it was a brand new program to have someone like 12 hours a day, five days a week managing assignments and, you know, getting patients to the to the right place. Mm-hmm. And so I started that about nine years ago, and then I moved up to a manager, and now I'm the director of, it's like director of bed management, and then the supervisors, nursing supervisors that we have 24-7 that carry on when I'm not there report to me. And how many beds are you licensed for in your hospital? We're licensed for 408. Okay. So you've it's got a, big, a huge opportunity here, right, with making assuring that every patient gets the right bed at the right time Correct. in your organization. So tell me this. What, what's your passion? Why is your passion for nursing? My passion for nursing actually started when I was like five. Uh, my grandmother was a nurse, and it was it was just something that I always wanted to do, helping people. I was always wanting to stop at accidents and see what was going on and, you know, trying to, you know, my family, whenever my brothers were sick or anything, I always wanted to try and take care of them. I grew up with three brothers, Mm so um, always wanted to take care of them and that, and I think just following in my grandmother's footsteps. And I, how did you get so interested, you know, I know that you received this position, right, when you came back to Swedish, but what really captured your interest with patient flow? As I was talking to my husband the other day, I think what what, what started was, um, of course, after being laid off, you kind of just kind of think about, okay, what do I want to do? I mean, I was, I had been in nursing almost, not quite 30 years. So it's like, okay, what do I want to do for the next 10 years or Mm -hmm. whatever? And actually this position became available and it just kind of interested me as far as you have a connection to the patient, but but an, uh, an indirect connection. So you can at least still make sure that the patient is getting what they need kind of in an indirect way. Mm -hmm. Plus, I'm very kind of analytical and process-driven, and it just kind of, as our CNO says, it's like I'm... um, it's like a big game of Tetris, and she, it's like Kim just does a great game at, you know, Tetris, just trying to figure out all these different, 
pieces, and you know you've got to balance the you know the pack you and the in the and the directed mitts we have coming in, and you know GI lab and cath lab, and we've got three ORs and and in the ER, so we've got a lot of different points of entry that you have to figure out. Yeah, absolutely, and I I, th- I think you've seen the change in the landscape of healthcare too throughout your years of practice in your profession. Which, you know, with you being in this role right now is so um, very, very important to make sure that patients are receiving the right care in the right time and being efficient in your hospital system. So with that being said, can you discuss what your focus was for you to receive this award with the ED um, workflows? It was really looking at developing a process that we could decrease the decrease the length of time in the ER of course that was one of the you know the main goals and to really look at how can we get the patient out of the ER uh, to the right place mm-hmm. and you know whether it's a you know we have a, a trauma unit we have you know neuro unit we bring patients in from multi-state region for trauma neuro and um, cardiac and so it was really looking at being the most efficient as well as decreasing decreasing the length of stay, decreasing the admitted length of stay in the ER, mm-hmm. as well as decreasing our hold time. Mm-hmm. As a large institution that has capacity issues, we have capacity issues at time because our slogan out in the community is take me to Swedish, and sometimes it's like everyone wants to come to Swedish because we started as kind of a community hospital but we've built into, you know, a still a community hospital. We're in a, um, a suburb of Denver, but uh, bring in a lot of different people. So mm-hmm. I think the focus was, again, decreasing the length of stay in the ER, the admitted length of stay, and getting the patient out in the most efficient and um, quickest way possible. Mm-hmm. So share with us what was your steps in this approach with this initiative? So a couple of things. One is really looking at, um, there's several, in teletracking, there's several reports that I look at on a daily basis that are actually, I've got, I've got one that is um, direct, direct um, emailed to me that I've got set up. It's like in the custom reporting mm-hmm. system. So um, it's process time analysis. Mm-hmm. And so really looking at the request time, the assigned time, and then the occupy time, and really looking at that to make sure that we're getting the patient out within that 59 minutes. And so um, we, we we had some great success in, I think it was about three and a half years ago, when we went live with CPOE, Computerized Physician Order Entry, where the physician puts the order in and it automatically interfaces and activates the order in teletracking, which was awesome for us. Because we had, at that time, we did some, we did about a three-month data where the physician would hand the order to the clerk and it would be like, oh, maybe 15 minutes, maybe 20, maybe 10, maybe 5, maybe 25 before the order went in. Well, the clock is already ticking once the order, you know, the timed order is on the physician order. And so that really helped to bring that down to like zero to one minute. And then we've got the rest, you know, 57, 58, almost 59 minutes to get the patient out. So... Um, that has really helped. The other thing that we focused on as well is on the other side, not in the ER, but on the nursing side was the discharge, discharge entered, really focus on that. That's another report that I pull up that comes through. I think it's the bed management report to really look at are the nurses taking the patient out when they actually depart. And we've seen gaps 
but I think that gap has shrunk. Um, the gap was, the goal is 10 minutes, but the gap was, you know, 19, 20, 25 as an average. So you had some people, you know, upwards of an hour. And so really talk to the nurses, the charge nurses, which we have what we call a bed huddle three times a day. And so talk to them about the importance of as that patient's discharging. And we've got a couple of units that really do a really good job at getting the patient out as they're actually leaving. They do kind of a spot check right at the desk, and they scan them as they're, as they're departing the unit. So really trying to uh, make sure that the, the, that the patients are discharged because there is that time stamp of discharge, discharge entered that kind of back times. How did you communicate and train the staff? One of the, one of the things was we have what we call like an ED throughput committee, mm-hmm. which we're kind of changing the focus a little bit because we've streamlined the ED so well that we're really changing the focus really for the whole hospital. But it's developing partnerships with key stakeholders, which are the charge nurses, directors of patient care, the ED department, transport, EBS, so really kind of getting all of them on board mm-hmm. and um, attending the meeting and, you know, with, with their input. And there are times that we tried this this approach, we tried that for a little while, oh, that's not quite working. And, you know, because there's a lot of communication because the ED uses uh, Meditech, and so they have an ED tracker. And so we put comments in there once we've assigned the bed, so just to communicate, you know, to the nurse, to the secretary. Um, plus we have the pagers, you know, so they get get a page when they're when when a bed is assigned. But we're looking forward to hopefully automating a lot of that stuff, so we don't have to we don't have to depend on the pager. And, and really, we had I think some good success, and and people were on board because people want to get the patients up to their unit. There's a lot of units that they have an empty bed, and they're calling me saying, "Hey, I just discharged. Do you have anybody for me?" You know, I mean, they want to get people yes, up there. That, so, yeah, high five for that right, one for sure, right. because that's a culture change, right? Right. Especially within clinicians, because we—that's mm-hmm. pull methodology. Right. You've created a pull, pull. methodology, mm-hmm. right? You know, a pull theory. So, you know, one thing too is your slogan that you're using. Share with the audience the in-house. So, we, so marketing put together a, a Facebook page that's, you know, for Swedish employees. And they had kind of a, a slogan that they put out, and they wanted people to either put pic, – it was mostly pictures uh, – ready for the next patient. So people were doing all sorts of stuff. Like they were in checking beds. A nurse was in with EVS, and they were, you know, finishing mopping the floor. And they were just doing all sorts of creative things. But I think – to get everybody on board with ready for the next patient. So, and, and again, along with the no patient wait, mm-hmm. I think it goes kind of hand in hand with that. And then you're seeing great results without a shadow of a doubt. We have, we have yes, seen great results. I want to hear all about those great results because this impacts all of us. These are our right. loved ones that are waiting for care, right, in the ED Correct. and waiting to be seen. So share with the audience how <clears throat> this is impacted as we go along, we get our patient satisfaction scores. So patient satisfaction, I think, has definitely been on the rise in both the inpatient and the emergency and the emergency department. So um, when we were inpatient, we were in the kind of mid to high 60s, and I think our latest rating was, I think it was 80.3, and that's with our division. So we're, in the, we're part of HCA. Health One is part of HCA. And within our division, which is a continental division, I believe we're ranked um, either number one or number two within all of our hospitals there, as well as the emergency department. I think the last emergency department won number one. 
Number one, we are n- number one. So, you're number one um, within in, HCA w- within Health One, which okay, is about eight eight, eight hospitals. hospitals in what we call the Continental Division. Anyway, so number one for inpatient satisfaction, and we really strive on inpatient nurse leader rounding. And not only that, on the inpatient units, but we also focus, if we are at a point of capacity, which we do have, we have beds down right now for construction, and um, we had beds down for flood remediation. We had a flood a few months ago, so we had beds down for that. So there are times when we've had to hold in the ED, inpatients in the ED, and so the expectation is that the nurse leader of that unit that the patient's going to rounds in the ED and introduces themselves to the patient and that. So I think that really starts the um, kind of chain of getting the patient then up to the unit. Yeah. And what other results have you seen with the metrics and the ED length of stay? Um, We've also seen decrease in our hold hold time, um, our hold percentage. We were a year, it was like a year ago, January, we were like at 57% hold and year to do, like this last January we were down to like 30 some and we have days where we're like 12 17 24 20 awesome. and I think really focusing on the avoidable awesome. hold we get an avoidable hold report as well and yeah let's so, go to that you shared okay. that with me um yesterday and right. I'm so excited for that so you're taking the processing time analysis mm-hmm. which comes to you through our custom reporting right so you have that delivered in your mailbox bright and early every morning mm-hmm. from the day before right? right all the report and then you are auditing that right correct the pizza, the processing time analysis and then you're looking at the avoidable days out of Meditech Right, it's, it's an avoidable hold out of Meditech, right. right? Yeah, explain that. An avoidable hold is characterized as anything, any bed that is vacated at least 65 minutes before the admit order is written. And the reason behind that is they feel like between 65 minutes before and another, say, 59 minutes or 60, you've got like almost two hours to get a bed clean and ready for the next patient. And so any time in that time frame, if a patient doesn't <coughs> depart the ER, then it's considered an avoidable hold. But I also dig down and look at when the bed was vacated. I look at when the bed was assigned, because we only assign clean and ready beds. We don't assign, we've, we tried that in the past as well. We tried to assign in progress beds. We tried to assign stat beds. We tried to, for a while there, we did hallway bedding, and that didn't work. So we've really gone to clean and ready beds, so we really know you know, where it lies. Does it lie then with, with the ED or EVS or transport? Or does it lie with nursing? So just kind of compare those, and then I send that out daily once I gather all of that and kind of re- redo the spreadsheet and that, send that out to the ED, it's kind of the ED avoidable hold team, and then also send it to the directors of the units that they were impacted, the directors of the units that had the hold, or maybe they didn't discharge the patient. That discharge, discharge entered was greater than... I usually do greater than 20 minutes. I know the goal is 10, but usually anything greater than 20 minutes. But if they have a 30, 40-minute delay in getting the patient discharged out of Meditech, then that that bed could have been cleaned in that time Mm -hmm. when it's just sitting there and nobody really knows that we have a dirty bed. Mm So, All right, two more questions. The first question is, does your senior leadership team at Swedish support you with your patient flow initiatives? Yes. I think the whole leadership team, everybody from the CEO to the CNO, the CFO, the COO, the VP of ED, I think really 
Um, as, as our CFO has said, Kim is like a dog with a bone. You give her a project and she's like on it. I, I think they all support getting the patients and, and support what I, what I am doing. Yeah, so when we um, do work with our clients and we're trying to build a strong framework for patient flow in our hospitals, the, the first sign of that is to have a strong senior leadership supporting patient flow. And the ACNOs, I would have to say, yeah, and the ACNOs, definitely. The ACNOs are the ones who actually nominated me for, for, That's this, awesome. for this award. That's awesome. Yeah, and, um, and last, you know, what does it mean to you to be recognized by DAISY and teletracking for extraordinary care that you've given in patient flow for the patients that have received it in your hospital. If you can summarize. Summarize. Well, feel? it's it's definitely it's definitely an honor, very humbling. I think we both um, love being a nurse and watching you get emotional over this makes my heart so happy because it's such a noble profession touching humanity. And I want to thank you, you know, from teletracking and from Daisy for what you've done, you know, because it's not easy. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to be the culture changer, and that's what you are as a nurse, to make sure your patients are getting the care that they need. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Kim. Thank you. I have one more thing. Where's my card? So I have a card from... So developing relationships is huge. And so I'm just going to read this card. So I got this card from the team, um, the charge nurses on 6 Med Tele, which is a unit that is under construction. They have double rooms. Sometimes we have to double patients up, you know, and it just is. But anyway, they just said, 6 Med Tele CNCs just wanted to thank you for all your hard work. You are always willing to listen to us. Collaborate with us, and we appreciate the trust you give us. Thank you for all that you do to ensure our days run smooth. We would be lost without you. There is no other bed management nurse like you. You're simply the best, and we love working with you. So Beautiful. Congratulations, Kim. Thank you're you. very special, and I'm privileged to have interviewed you and to get to know you. So thank you for all the hard work you're doing, and keep doing it. Thank you very much. This is the Patient Flow Podcast, powered by Teletracking, your source for insightful conversations by industry leaders making a difference in patient flow today.